Welcome to the Black Sparrow Media Internet Broadcast Network. You are listening to Linux in the Hampshire. LHS is a podcast about Linux, open source, and amateur radio for everyone. Now here are your hosts, Russ, K5TUX, Cheryl, W5MOO, and Bill, NE4RD. Well, hello everybody and welcome. You have tuned in to episode number 373. That is the most terrific amateur radio controlled chaos on the internet. And where did everybody go? What do you mean, where did everybody go? Everybody was quiet because they're supposed to be quiet. <laughs> stop! Stop hitting your mute button. That click is really annoying. I'll, I'll mute you. How about that? <laughs> Hello. 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 See, everybody knows how to play by the rules except you. Cut so. me off. Okay, I'll cut you off. There we go. So, with that done. <laughs> This is episode number 373 of Linux in the Ham Shack, and like I said, control chaos tonight with very little control. But we do have the usual cast of characters, and we have a few more tonight, so let's start with the usual ones first. I'm Russ K5TUX. I'm Cheryl W5MOO. And I'm Bill NE4RD. All right, we, we might let Fred back into the show, haven't decided yet. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let me see what happens if I unmute him. Hello? Oh, did he go away? <laughs> well, I don't hear nobody. Well, that's, uh, we, we were waiting to hear from you. Uh, I actually uh, unmuted you for a second. So <laughs> There we go. Damn it. Uh, it's going to be one of those nights. Anyway, do you want to no, introduce yourself? I love yourself? nights like this. They're fun. Yeah. <laughs> introduce yourself, please. Oh, did he already say the shit? Yeah. Right, I'm Richard KB5 JBV. <laughs> All right. Um, no, that's, that's enough. Of- that's enough. We get, <laughs> get plenty out of you as the night goes on, I'm sure. So. Oh, goddamn. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. God badger. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. You're off again. We got we to gotta try and get through some of this. <laughs> All right. Anyway, we do have some folks that we, well, one, one folk. I guess that we've had on before uh, to talk about a project we've talked about before, the grid tracker project, which has uh, some major updates of late and lots of big news and lots of big doings and updates. And uh, there's a whole lot of changes. And we're going to talk about all of those, but first off, let's uh, let's introduce the creator, if you will, of the project uh, tag and zero TTL. Good evening. Good evening. Thanks for having me back. This is great. Yeah, it's good to have you back. It's uh, good to have you again to tell us all about the new things that are coming up, and there are lots of them, so we'll get to that soon enough. But do you want to introduce the other members of your team? Why don't we let you do that? Uh, Sure. Um, It's unfortunate, due to the Internet and how things fall out, and because of chaos, uh, NR0Q, Matt, um, will not be able to attend tonight, but he's in our chat channel, so he'll be throwing out uh, questions or statements and things, and I'll be speaking for him. Um, And we also have uh, Sebastian, 
W2ASD. Um, he's one of our latest uh, new developers, and we'll, we'll talk about why he's a new developer. And we have Mark, uh, N3CAN, and he's uh, doing a special project. We've got a holiday surprise coming, and he'll tell you a little bit more about that with some hints and stuff, and uh, it's pretty exciting stuff. So that's pretty pretty much where we're at. All right, very good. So now, Bill... You put a bunch of stuff in here, and I don't want to step over that because it seems like you might have had a flow to your thoughts. No, so no, I didn't. I just uh, I just installed the latest version, so that that was all the that was all the that verbiage was from that. <laughs> all right. Well, we can talk about that when we actually talk about Grid Tracker itself. But I think the bigger news is about the community that is developing around Grid Tracker, and the fact that when we talked to Tag initially, he was the community, and now it has grown rather substantially. So. Um, I think we're going to try and let you do most of the steering of this ship tonight. Um, try not to run into ground, although we're halfway there. Um, so go ahead and tell us what you want to tell us first. Like, I mean, give us the, I don't know if you want to go in like reverse order from lowest to biggest, or you just want to drop the bombs, you know? <laughs> well, you know, you know, we kind of did this before where we just went across the top of the, the settings in grid tracker. Remember how we did that in the, and then in the call roster. But the first time we just went through the top bar. So I'm at, I'm sitting at gridtracker.org, Um, and so that's the biggest news right now. Um, we used to be, or I used to have grid tracker at tagloomis.com and that would had my name on it. And that's, yeah, that's who I am. And I wrote grid tracker and I had help from N2 VFL and pretty much every hand that walked into the door, downloaded the app, had something to offer. And and that's how Grid Tracker grew as much as it did in the past two and a half years. Um, so I made the decision. Uh, the first decision was to switch the uh, domain name over to gridtracker.org because we're now, we're a community. We're an organization. Uh, we have over 10,000 users that are online daily. Um, I can't give an accurate count, but we're way over that. Um, and, uh, so yeah, so now it's not just, or used to be grid tracker, an amateur radio companion, and now it's an amateur radio community, uh, based around gridtracker.org. And so we've been filling out the website and adding new things and I'll throw it back to you for, for questions, <laughs> <laughs> for questions, comments. And we'll see like if, if we can make this kind of feel like an actual interview and not a cluster badger, <laughs> um, so let's, you've introduced members of your team. Why don't we just start there and you can give or let them give an overview of what they are doing as part of the community. Well, here, first off, I'll just, I'll, I'll break the news that's coming next in the next release. We have decided, um, as a group, uh, we finally picked our license. Uh, we are going open source and we picked a BSD three, um, uh, for it. Uh, so we have a trademark pending for gridtracker.org and gridtracker, and that means we're going to be opening it up to developers, uh, people who want to join in and, and give us a hand, give me a hand, because I like a, like you know, I've been working on this by myself, my head down for two and a half years. So one of those first developers is Sebastian, W2ASD, and we've actually had a conversation today about some of the things he's going to improve, um, where he sees room for improvement, that is, and, and some exciting new ideas. So with that, I'm going to introduce Sebastian, W2ASD. Thank you, Tag. Um, yeah, I'm. Uh, I found the Discord for Grid Tracker. I've been using it for a few months, and I've had some. Uh, I'm not gonna say complaints, but suggestions, and found the Discord and landed there. And I said, "Hey, I have some 
things I want to suggest. And Tag basically gave me access to the repository, gave me admin on the Discord, put me in charge of bundling the, the making the Mac distribution, and invited me to the podcast. Uh, so that kind of has been his approach. Anybody who comes offering any uh, feedback is dump is, is made to join the community. In a, it's actually a very welcoming gesture in, on his part. But uh, I find myself running the Mac side of Grid Tracker these days, and uh, have uh, some ideas on how to improve the some of the features in the app, how to make it more simple and powerful at the same time. And uh, I just dump them on tag and tag say, yeah, go ahead, do it. Hey, why don't you, uh, is, uh, why don't you go ahead and uh, tell them more about like the call roster improvements that you've been talking about? Cause a lot of people that's, that's what we use grid tracker. Most people use it to work, work new grids, work new countries um, and, and now counties. So kind of give a, 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 like a nutshell of what you wanted to add to the call roster. Kind of the idea is to make the call roster be more useful in both uh, live and mixed mode. Right now, you have to either pick whether you want to see what you've worked in the current band or in all your bands. There's it's an all or nothing, and uh, we want to make it more uh, smart. So it'll show you your what uh, what possible calls you can make on the current band that band that you haven't made before, but also show you people and 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 DX and counties and and prefixes that you have worked in other bands but not the current band just highlight them in a, in a secondary way try to put everything in one uh, mode for the call roster that shows the entire uh, spectrum if you wish while trying to let you pick what's the most interesting co connection you can make right now among all of those in the current band instead of having them it is i found myself switching between mixed and live all the time when I found in a, in a band that have already worked a lot of uh, states, for example, or, or DX uh, countries. And uh, and then I switched to another band that I haven't worked much and it just lights up, but in, in a less useful way. So I want to try to make that more uh, summarized and condensed in, in one mode. Uh, and then a lot of little tweaks and fixes here and there, hopefully we'll be able to do them over time. And uh, and I also helped Tag make the entire code base more uh, friendly for newcomers. Try to if, if we're going to be adding more developers, how to how to introduce them to the code base and how to introduce them to the community in a way that that's meaningful and useful. All right, I'm, you guys are running the show. Just start. Just keep talking. <laughs> oh, seriously? Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, so, well, I'll, I'll run down a few things, and we'll get to the to the to the surprise with Mark here in a few. Um, but we have a lot to go through. Um, if you're down for it, so uh, let's see. Uh, so yeah, so we I registered as an NPO, uh, GridTracker.org, uh, with the state of Oregon. We're still waiting for a business ID, and so I just got a a, a message today through. Oh, oh um, I en enabled membership at gridtracker.org. So you can go there now and create your own account and, and write comments. Um, we have a, a news RSS feed now, comments uh, RSS feed. So you can actually see the, you know, the, the stream of consciousness of the community. Um, and as we figure out what new cool things we want to add to the website, either any connections to the ohms network, which we'll get into, um, or to uh, the other uh, applications that are being connected to grid tracker, um, uh, 
that that's all coming and but we just enabled that today um and so so that's that's the big news there is we're npo and and um we're open source and so also i was talking with uh my founder of grid tracker uh henry forte and two vfl and and on the phone for a couple of hours and he talked about his desire for uh education program um and that you know that basically is stem right uh, science technology engineering math and computer science and so i created a little tab called stem on the website and and didn't know what that was going to look like and then three days ago like, you know, just over 72 hours ago, I was introduced, I, I became aware of a 12-year-old uh, boy named Dylan, um, uh, and I met his parents, and they're very cool people, and they, 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 they walked into my office, my shack, it was just a disaster, but they were just, they were like, oh my god, our son would love this, and I was like, well, I walked, walked to uh, the, the my closet and grab my Tandy 201 electronic project kit, pull it off the shelf. It's got the Morse code key inside it. Didn't have any wires or batteries, so I grabbed a bundle of wires and a, a proto board, a, an old timey, I don't think it was like 30 years old, blue powered proto board with switches and some uh, 7400s built into it. And I handed it to him and I said, hey, give it to this him, give it to him and say welcome to the club or paraphrasing. And, and, uh, I got a call or got a, uh, text back later in hours where he had already had made cat noises with the, t the 201, downloaded the manual online, found it, um, and, and was starting to read the book and then leaped the next day had leaped to logic circuits on the proto board. And I, <clears throat> in the video, there was a problem and this, the, the switches were faulty, a little rusty. And I was like, I felt really bad because it's like, all right, I just threw this at a, at a, at a boy, you know, young man. And it gave him broken stuff. And I'm like, oh, man, that sucks. But he was having fun. But I, it dawned on me, and I look around my room, and I've been collecting I2C devices and SPI devices. And I've got – you would not believe how many ARM processors I have lying around collecting dust. And that's kind of what I did. It's like if it had a layer of dust on it, it means I wasn't really that into it anymore or wasn't getting around to it. So I threw it in a box. And the next thing I know, I have like a 20 – 30, 40 pound box, maybe not that much, but I, it was a box full of toys, you know, SPI devices, wires, you name it. Uh, I threw in the RTL SDR and some, uh, SMA connectors and, and just enabled it, uh, you know, and put it all in a box, put a label on it and said, you know, go check this out. And, and I was expecting his mom to come by, but he brought, she brought Dylan over and we had a long talk and, and I said, there's the box. And we, he, the, the first thing he came in, he w looked into the room and he's like, he started pointing and he's like, I want that. I want that. I want that. And he's like, and looked over in the corner and said, what is that? And in the corner in my office is where on the corner screen, biggest, biggest life is my grid tracker. It's always running. And he goes, what is that? And I'm like, <laughs> funny you should ask. <laughs> That's my that's my special project, Grid Tracker, and it was all over from there. And so we talked and talked, and and off he goes. And then I realized, and then and during this entire process, I'm like, hey, I'm a mentor, I'm a STEM mentor, and and that means something. And so, and I've been adding to my blog, the news blog on GridTracker.org, that story. And so basically, it was Henry's idea, but it just you know I ran with it, and we're going to continue to run with it. So that's that's the first thing. So. Back to you. <laughs> oh, okay. <clears throat> well, I'm not even sure where to follow up with that. But the, so the so the upshot of that whole thing is that you're getting into STEM mentoring. Um, 
and you actually have a thing, a, a category across the top of the group tracker.org page for science, technology, and so on. And so where do you think, where do you think this story is going to take that as far as grid tracker is concerned, as far, as far as the community is concerned? Well, I think, and, and I can't speak for Henry, but I think what we want to do is create a way for uh, young and old individuals that are interested in science technology, you know, the STEM principles are the STEM, you know, what that entails, um, an avenue where they can learn. They can get, uh, you know, not just YouTube videos just thrown at them left and right, but a, a starting point. Where do we begin? Where do we begin as a mentor? And where do we begin as the new person just coming into this who's a little, has what I call the spark and how we can grow that spark into a, a flame or, you know, um, let the magic out of the electronics, as my dad used to say. Um, <laughs> and, but basically just create, create paths for both sides, mentors and, and people who want to learn. Um, and we do, we don't know what that's going to look like yet. L- literally, this has been going on past week. Um, a lot of things have changed over this week, uh, t- or two. So, um, speaking of that, we've got the OMS network. Um, we are defining what that is. That's the off-air message service. We've added, um, real-time spotting to that, which what I thought was a game changer and that's been working, uh, really well. Um, and now we're announcing, or in the next release, we're going to do real-time QSLs. So you, if you're using Grid Tracker or Log4OM, our partner, um, you'll be able to, um, when you get a QSO with somebody on WSJT or JTDX or MHSV or what have you, if you're the partner that's doing it, it also has it enabled you'll be able within in one second know if it's confirmed. And then you can sit back and relax and wait for the LOTW or the QRZ to go for them to upload and for it to be confirmed. But if you're both running our programs, it's instantaneous feedback that you got through, you're confirmed, and you can move on and feel comfortable knowing that that rare one-by-one or that Antarctic uh, uh, contact has found you and said, yep, it's legit, you know? So, um, so yeah, so between STEM, OHMS, um, We've got uh, one to announce that Kelvin Barbary from the UK, 2E1ADT, has been, he just signed up to be the uh, ambassador of joy. Um, and so we have a section on our website called Nonsense and Stuff, and it was nonsense and stuff, and it was started by Henry. He, uh, he likes to take old, old timey magazine uh, ads, and, and he threw a whole bunch of Grid Tracker stuff on top of it. And this was in the first couple of months of Grid Tracker. And so um, Henry, I mean, I'm sorry, um, uh, Kelvin, he is the king of dad jokes, the absolute king. Um, every day he posts a new a dad joke, and we all share it on our Facebook feeds, and he is absolutely hysterical. Um, and so I basically want to put him in charge of the nonsense and stuff section of Grid Tracker. Uh, so will he be contributing to whatever's at the end of the change log? Uh, maybe. Hey, that's a good idea. I hadn't even thought of that. So, yeah. So we've also kind of changed the format of the Grid Tracker update. So now it's an automatic when you update. It opens up right to the update. You can see what, what's changed in Grid Tracker, what's, what's changing at gridtracker.org. Um, what, uh, there's amateur radio community news section. And then I had in the last release, a personal update and I probably won't be doing that so much anymore, but it's, it's a new way of communicating how we change rather than just a change log, which is kind of boring. And especially if you don't know how grid tracker works or what things are doing, 
it seemed like we needed to be a little bit more verbose and and, and not so much handhold, but just say, hey, there's a new button and this is what the button looks like. So when you are playing with the app, you know where it's at um, rather than just say, hey, it's over there, you know, in text. So kind of moving away from the old the old way of doing things. Yeah, and Tag, I think that, that you skimmed over it, but you probably should talk more about it. And it's too bad that uh, Matt NR0Q is not here, but the Ohm's feature or the, the Ohm's network that's integrated into Grid Tracker, but also in uh, Log4OM, uh, it's a, a significant expansion into what uh, GridTracker.org does. The, it's kind of like the, the community beyond just the Grid Tracker app. The first big expansion has been the Ohm's network. Uh, I don't know if you want to talk more about it. Oh, uh oh, oh, oh. we lost that. Uh, no, you know, nope. You know that's because I have a foot switch. <laughs> well, if you <laughs> have a I... foot switch, put your foot on it. Exactly. Uh, like, so, you don't know how to use a push to talk button. How long have you been a ham? I mean, come on. Now. <laughs> well, t- t- uh, okay. So technically, uh, recently, well, t- yes, two and a half years. <laughs> so it's, tag, you know, it's, tag. it's like it's like the enable tx button oh, right. <laughs> oh oh okay yeah yeah so th- it's three years into it i was a ham in the early 90s but it, it, it didn't count um <laughs> and then my no code tech so so uh matt nr0q matthew uh chambers has been in instrumental in basically taking our ohms network that is we have a node server running at gridtracker.org which has actually been moved we just put it behind a, a um, ohms.space and i think if you go there now you get a 404 because we don't really have a website for it yet but we have flightops.ohms that's dot O-A-M-S, Oscar Alpha Mike Sierra dot space. Um, and the reason it's dot space is kind of a play on ohms is also the acronym for orbital attitude and maneuvering system of the original Mercury saddle, uh, Mercury program for NASA. And because and it's pronounced ohms, O-H-M-S, uh, because it's the play on the resistor. So we could take all of that stuff. And one of the things that the ohms was run by flight operations. And it also makes sense because that's what we're doing with the Ohms network. It's bits in flight. There is nothing stored. There's no there's no logging. Um, there's no backups. This is a, an entire real-time network. And it SIPs network. Uh, I think our peak per day at load is 196 kilobytes in total. That's not between user to user. That's our server load. And so if you go to flightops.ohms.space, you'll see a graph of our server developed by Matt. Um, I provide the data, he provides the graphs, and you can see how our Ohms network is performing and in real time. And it's updated every 30 minutes. We're going to change that so it'll be anytime you refresh, it'll have the latest data. Um, and which right now, I mean, we peaked previous to a crash um, at around 10,000 unique users. Um, and I think currently the highest session, yeah, so we serve 52,000 sessions since the server restarted so there's all this sort of you know if you're into data if you're into uh, statistics it's a great way to see the activity you can tell when uh the bands are hot or at least our hams hot are we getting a lot of spotters out there um and you know we don't we don't have a brand a band or mode breakdown but we kind of know it's going to be fd8 or fd04 but um we also teamed with log 4 om uh, Lele, uh, where is his call sign? I always forget it. Um, 
Anyway, uh, so Lele is the developer of Log4M, and he asked me a few months ago, hey, can I join the, the Ohms network for chat? I'm like, sure, no problem. And I worked with him, and we got it, we're going, and and he's, he's enjoyed it, and, and he's released it, and now we have, we split the Ohms network, where you can actually see who's using Grid Tracker and who's using Log4OM. And it's, it's, it's kind of a beautiful thing, because what we did there, in one fell swoop, is, um, can I mute an E4RD? He's really staticky. Um, all right, actually, can you guys hear me? Yeah, I yeah. can hear you. Okay. I, don't, I don't think that's me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so, so what's happening now, or what, what, what kind of happened on accident, not I wouldn't say on accident, but it's kind of a beautiful thing where we, in the digital space with WSJTX and the Ohms network, we've got all this messaging. It's real time. You can talk to people. You see them strike up a conversation with somebody in another country. And, and then um, it's... Um, Oh, that that static is getting really weird. I'm sorry. So you you can strike up a conversation with anybody anytime, and but they're running FTA, they're running WSJTX, um, or one of the digital modes, right? So with this Log4OM is the, is for the old man, the OM in old, you know, the the OM is old man, and they're running CW single sideband. Um, they're running the phone, you know, phone things. And so they're not necessarily playing in the grid tracker, but they're there, they're online. And so what we did was we connected them. So now you don't know, we don't even tell you in the messaging system who you're going to talk to, whether or not they're a grid tracker user or a log 4 OM. So the next person you talk to in messaging, you have no idea. And so you just strike up that conversation and say, hey, let's do a QSO. I'm on CW. I don't know CW. Let's learn CW. And, and, and just en- engage the communities on both sides, the, 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 the analog and the digital in one fell swoop. And we kind of did it quietly and they're connected and it, we just see growth for it. It's kind of cool. All right. Very good. So is that, I know that Matthew is not here and you're kind of speaking for him and you mentioned what he did with flight ops. Uh, what else is he working on? If anything? Well, wow. Oh, wow. So Matt is in charge, has been running the backend, the server infrastructure. He's getting up Cloudflare so we can protect ourselves against uh, uh, spam attacks and other things. Um, he's going to be part of the, the coordinated. He's actually going to school for this. Um, so it's like he's learning in the trenches at the same time. Um, but we're going to be putting ohms in Europe, in Asia, uh, probably South America too. Um, so that basically the bits in flight will be between site to site, but each of these nodes and it's actually a node server. So they'll t- communicate to each other, but we're going to expand out. So we have more uh, network resiliency. So if, cause we're one server right now, if it gets attacked, it's down. Um, but the way it's written, if I, we can take up and down the server all we want. Um, and no one notices because it's not critical data. Um, but we want that to be resilient. And especially once we start throwing in real time QSLs, we kind of want it to be up longer than an hour at a time. Um, <laughs> and so, and available uh, closer to you for your network latency, et cetera. So, and he's in charge. He's been in charge of doing all that. He's been maintaining the website. Um, in the back end, getting email system set up. He's maintained our G Suite, actually created our business presence for, for our nonprofit. Uh, not, no, yeah, nonprofit. Um, and so basically anything that's related to networking or infrastructure, he's been our man. It's, he, and we just got added another one recently, uh, Richard, uh, K9RCP. Out of, he's out of Oregon here and, and, uh, just got him some more help and we'll see how that pans out. 
But uh, yeah, Matt has been indispensable. And I would I consider Matt our employee number three. It's me, Henry, and now Matt. <laughs> well, he's probably going to be happy to hear that then, because it sounds like he's been doing an awful lot. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. And so, and finally, and we come down to like, you know, is anybody getting paid? Right now, no. This is all just gratis by everybody. It's it's a beautiful thing. And but we have we used to take I used to take donations, um, and I suspended that until we get our business ID from the state of Oregon. And once that happens, we'll we'll turn that back on because we have some real expenses now that we didn't have before. Um, the server expenses for the virtual machine that the, the websites ran on that's still greater. But when we start start throwing in email addresses and mail and 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 the the other features of the website that you have to pay for through WordPress, it kind of, it's, it's starting to add up. And so we're going to, we're going to have a, basically a, a line sheet describing what our costs are. And, and then we'll have a donation sheet and, and, a, and a contributor section where if you do donate um, and there'll be a path to get tokens and there's a couple of token ideas. I've got the poker chips that I think I've sent you. Um, and we've got a cool new uh, plan uh, or uh, token that Matt found and, um, because Grid Tracker started on a piece of paper with a highlighter, yellow highlighter, and I found it, took a picture of it, Matt went out and found promotional highlighters. And we're going to put the Grid Tracker logo on it, and just like we did for the chips. And so as part of promotion or for to become part of the Grid Tracker community, one of those things is you can become an ambassador. So if you want to become an ambassador, we'll send you a, a bucket of chips or a few, you know, a case of uh, markers. And when the next time you go to a ham fest and you find somebody like, um, you know, who's interested in Grid Tracker or says, hey, well, hey, I use that. You can hand them a chip or you can hand them a highlighter or both or whatever and strike up a conversation. So that's that's kind of where we're at right now. Well, very good. Was somebody going to chime in there? Well, I, I had a few questions. <clears throat> are these like and, questions about Grid Tracker? Or yes, what? they're uh, questions okay. about Grid Tracker. <laughs> okay, good. Uh, actually, I, I was kind of curious. I'm sitting here looking at the website right now. Uh, I see you're pulling, pulling from uh, multiple uh, databases to pull sign, call sign information, stuff like that. Which databases are y'all pulling from? Um, okay, so we pull uh, – there's two ways we pull data. Uh, I collect weekly the ULS cost lane database from the FCC. <laughs> and that process oh. – so I done choked him up. You did. I need some water. <laughs> One second. Somebody help so, that so, man. Give him some CPR. Somebody dial <laughs> nine one. Give him a highlighter. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so we support right now a uh, 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 direct download of the United States ULS call sign database, and we're setting around eighty two eight hundred twenty seven thousand call signs. We pull directly from Logbook of the World their call sign list and EQSL. And I process separately because it doesn't give us the data and the data that I need for Good Tracker. We pull down Club Logs OQRS database. And so, and, oh, I can't, hold on. Um, Matt. I done killed the guest. You did, you did. Uh, so Matt uh, is also our, one of the primary or major data miner. And he found the Canadian database, the, the actual 
server where we can go pull it and parse it and, and pull it into Grid Tracker. And so that's coming. It, it's not coming into the next release, but we're getting a plan. So this, as we find more more than just U.S. callsign databases, we're going to add those to Grid Tracker. So you can select and choose which ones you want, or depending on your DXCC that you are when you install Grid Tracker, like if you come in from Canada, well, by default, we should, shouldn't we just download the Canadian database for you um that kind of cool stuff that just happens automatically and then you can go selectively pick the others um and then we also support lookup services so we support uh call look which is u.s only call signs which is really just the uls database and he just put it up on his website and it's super fast um, we support hamqth which requires a free login um uh, qrz.com which offers free and paid members support but the uh, the free is limited. Uh, the amount of pyography data that you get back is very limited. You don't get their county. You don't get their grid. You kind of just say, yeah, they exist, but we don't know. Any, you don't get to know uh, the cool QSL card that they put online or their picture. So you kind of you want to up there. They're basically they're doing that so you can upsell and say, oh, you know, go to QRZ and pay us, and we'll show you more. Um, and then there's QRZ CQ, which I don't know the story behind them, but I just know that they're like a clone of QRZ.com. Um, but I support them, but their view is only for paid members. They don't have a, a, a free tier. Um, and that's the, currently what we have so far. Does that answer your question, Fred? Oh, oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, the, the, the sad part is that nowadays, you know, everybody wants to charge money and uh, amateur radio operators are cheap by nature uh <laughs> well you know but, but then you look at the four thousand uh, dollar uh flex radio and go well you weren't cheap in one area <laughs> well that's the thing they're not they're cheap where they don't need to be they're uh, not cheap where they probably need to be a little more frugal um uh, what was the other thing i doggone it oh yeah um uh, i got off the air a few years back and back then uh jt65 was a big thing i keep hearing about ft8 uh, does this uh, particular piece of software cover anything other than FT8? I'm sorry, I'm looking at the website. Oh, sure. So any any digital mode supported by WSJT <laughs> or WSJTX um, and its clones, JTDX and MHSV or MSV. Anyway, anyway I don't know the last one. Um, and the, a couple of other programs that are compatible. Uh, but yeah, so JT65, um you know, the JT9, uh, Whisper, um, FT4, the new one. And there's even more that they came out with. And Grid Tracker just works with them because it doesn't have to know about them. Um, they just throw out a new mode at me. And as long as the message is in the same format as their previous style messages, which they, he pretty much does, um, I support it right out of the box. So, yeah. Huh? But also, okay, okay. Grid Tracker uh, will work great just to show you your, your current log. And show you in a, in a grid and VX and all the, the award filters on the map. It's a great way to see your log on the map, whether it was it's just like regular all-time log or not, doesn't have to be digital. Yeah, right, right. That's, that's right. You and, can uh, use it for SSB contacts, CW, yeah. anything. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, it's, it's a log viewer. Not just it's not just for digital modes. It's for viewing your log in a visual in the visual way uh, uh, over the world, and and you can filter it by band and mode. Um, you can see uh, whatever band or mode you you are want, interested in. Um, you can check if you've run won the Fred Fred Fish Award. 
Um, and, and if, if the ARLL hasn't reached out to you yet, but you'll find out here first. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, you, the lower 48 states, uh, the 40, uh, the 488 states of the continental, uh, US is supported. And you can view that and see how far you are in working that. Uh, your I think you mean grids, not states. Yeah. I was going to no, say, no. how many states are there? 488 states? <laughs> Sorry. Did we just increase? Uh, <laughs> wow. We uh, got a lot bigger. Uh, just call me sharp ears. Uh, so yeah. So 448. <laughs> states 488 <laughs> grids uh in the lower 48 um and you can view that quite easily against any of your logbook yeah, single sideband cw and all that i think so. you kind of glossed over it but in the last the last time we talked the the ability for like the callable roster to filter against awards wasn't either there or wasn't very well fleshed out and it really is now um yeah uh it kind of came about um i thought of it i thought of the way to write it um, uh, uh, one day and seven days later, Matt and I, uh, Matt was also the data miner. He went out and he found, and a few others helped out with this as well. We went out to the ARL, we went out to QRZ.com, um, and the various other award, uh, what we call sponsors. Um, like I'll give you a rundown here. The ones we currently support are the uh, Amateur Radio Relay League, European ROS Club, the FTT8, FTA Digital Mode Club and QRZ.com, and we have a few of our own. And so what we did was we came up with a an all-encompassing method of describing in a JSON text file. Basically, it's just a text file describing what an award is. Is it by band, by mode, um, uh, uh, what the sponsor is, what are the conditions to win an award, and what do you need? What entities do you need? You know, like uh, 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 five call signs in um, the uh, European side of Turkey, and five call signs in the continent in the uh, um, Asian side of Turkey. And this is where I found out that Turkey is in two continents. Who knew? I didn't. We didn't until we started writing this piece of co uh, software. Uh, and so now you can define all – once you've defined all of these awards and what their criteria are, then once we have a language for it, now we can start throwing them into Grid Tracker in the call roster and say, I want to track uh, the, the, the 50 – you know, the, the DXCC award by ARRL, the DXCC uh, uh, 100. Um, or and uh, at the same time worked all states from qrz.com and so you put all these awards in in the call roster and now what filters out is everything you don't need and so only things that meet the criteria of one or any number of awards that you've enabled now show up in the roster so you can pick all the awards you want to hunt or, or shoot for that's the only thing you see in the roster you left click their call sign and you start working them yeah very good that's a that's a good feature all right uh Richard. <laughs> That's Richard. why we were all laughing earlier because Fred's, Fred's name is Richard because he's. Well, you know, you know and. Uh, oh, oh. You know, <laughs> I have a couple, I have a couple other things though. Okay. I mean, uh, uh, logbook integration. I, I keep hearing, uh, logbook of the world, logbook of the world. However, uh, is there logbook integration outside of log, logbook world? I mean, um, oh. there's a lot of. Guys writing logbook software out there, so, I understand that. So, I'm, Ted, Ted, I'm talking about you, Mr. Barnacles. <laughs> so, so Fred, I think it's obvious you did not listen to the first two podcasts about Grid Tracker. Uh, <laughs> so, we have we support local logging, PSK Reporter, QRZ.com, Clublog, HRDlog.net, CloudLog, EQSL. 
LOTW, N1MM Logger Plus, Log4OM, N3FJP, DX Keeper, and HRD Logbook. We're adding more when we hear about them. Okay. Uh, well, I, yes, I understand. I really didn't, probably didn't hear the other podcasts. These guys are nice enough to let me come visit right now. Uh, I'm kind of a guest here myself. Oh. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> he's, he's being Actually, slightly modest since he was a co creator of the show. But. Uh, <laughs> well, shush. Shush. So, shush. One thing I, I forgot to mention, Fred. And, and to you, uh, to everybody, we also added a new motto to the website. And it's in Latin, And but I will paraphrase because the paraphrase is the best part. And I think it's where it's the appropriate audience. Um, so the first part of the motto is, um, um, oh, shoot. <laughs> I just wait, way to go. Way to talk yourself right out of it. He right? can't remember. <laughs> Try and provide us aptoquo victim. I use that one. <laughs> well, let me jump to the second part is you don't know everything, so learn. Um, and the last part is don't be a dick. <laughs> um, well, my, na- my name is Richard, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> and so the first part of the motto is uh, do do what you want. Uh, that means do what interests you. Um, so do what you want. Uh, um, don't be a dick. And, you, and realize you don't know everything, so learn. So that's that's our motto. Well, and, and I have to say that, that it's a good thing that Tag has opened up Grid Tracker to be a great community because when he first came out with the motto, he basically used Google Translate to translate it to Latin. And apparently somebody in there who knows Latin told us that it was a total mistranslation that was basically saying, <laughs> you're an asshole, uh, you don't know shit, and, and you better go learn instead of don't be mean. Uh, but we got the right translation, thankfully. Yeah, well, yeah the- see, I have that problem as well. <laughs> I run all my mottos through Google uh, Translate as well. Um, actually, <laughs> I work, I, work I, for- I just watched The Lion King and all this talk about mottos, and I keep wanting to say, what's a motto? I don't know. What's the matter with you? <laughs> hey, I'll tell you right now, the, the place that I'm missing so bad during this uh, layoff thing is uh, uh, one of their mottos is uh, uh, unity by diver- uh, unity and diversity. And the other one is uh, help ever harm never. And I, I really don't want us to translate them to Latin because they sound really good in English. <laughs> Fair enough. Did you have one more question, Fred? Uh, I, pr- I probably did in my Fredness. <laughs> However, uh, I can't remember what the hell it was. So we're going to let this guy off the hook because I think I got him wiggling like a like a, a big worm on a little tiny hook right now. And I actually, I am quite impressed by what I'm seeing over on this website right now. I hope you guys are extremely <laughs> successful with this. Because, uh, Russ will tell you, I'm a big promoter of helping the newer guys and getting them, uh, t- thoroughly involved in the, uh, in the hobby so that uh, they can't never get out. Right. <laughs> so y'all keep up the good work. I'm going to be watching the progress of this. And in fact, I do have a set, a, podcast of my own and um i'm gonna try and figure out how to work y'all into it uh as soon as possible thank you so much oh, oh, oh thank oh, you 
So we have one more. We kind of uh, left him out there, and he was kind of towards the end here. Uh, I wanted. I, I was going to let you get to to him here really quick, but I wanted yeah. to ask. Sure. While it was on my mind, uh, you've talked about going to an open source license, and I think you mentioned hosting. Have you made a decision about that? Do you want to mention where you're going to put the code? Oh, the code will be at GitLab. We've decided to double down on that. I really like it. They've got a, a bug tracking system um, that uh, uh, a, a user of Grid Tracker uh, K5PST um, set up for us, and and it basically handed me the keys to the kingdom, and, and I went loose and and created a backlog, and we've got the boards going, and I paid for the extra, you know, for ten users, and and that's again another expense, but. Um, but yeah, so we're, we're on GitLab. We th- we're thinking about GitHub, but I don't know. I just, I, I, I basically was shown GitLab and it reminded me of my work system and I'm like, Oh, I like this. Let's do this. So that's where we'll be. All right. So, very good. And I have one more question related to your code repository, mm-hmm. um, because you've introduced Dylan to this whole thing and you piqued his interest and in become a mentor for a young man. Um, how many commits does he have? Uh, he doesn't. Uh, so his, I basically, it's on his parents. Um, I asked him to ask his parents for permission to either a find us on Discord or through Facebook or join us. Uh, you know, in the code, the, the code repository. So um, as soon as he gets his RTL uh, SDR up and running, I'm sure there's going to be more questions about radio. And so if he if he's interested, will it? Well, yes, he will have his own account, and I'm sure there'll be some commits. So, yeah. <laughs> Very good. All right. Now we'll let you bring Mark into this. So, so yeah. So we've uh, been, we're, we started, we kicked off. I, uh, so I, um, just to give you a little hint, um, we are doing a, a holiday surprise. Uh, we're shooting for December 3rd for the release. That's, that's our target date. Um, and there's, if you look up what is the holiday for December 3rd, you might get a chuckle. Uh, and that's why we picked it. Um, and so, uh, a friend of mine, um, Byron W four W E four S E L, um, said, "Hey, have you you need to ch- not chill?" He said, "Have you taken a break for yourself?" And because you're you're just going full bore one hundred percent all the time lately with Grid Tracker and everything else. And I said, "I really haven't." And I thought about it, and I went to the couch, kicked back, and I opened up Netflix and and said, "Hey, War Games is out." I'm like, "Hey, I haven't seen that in a few years." It's been quite a few, and I, I started watching it. And the, the weirdest thing happened. Um, the whole movie is Grit Tracker. <laughs> and there's a lot of Grit Tracker, a lot of war games in Grit Tracker. And so that's the hint, that, that Grit Tracker has a lot of war games, and, and I, I kind of I like it. So I brought uh, Mark into it. And so Mark can speak now to what we're doing. Yeah, very good. Not exactly. Uh, well, like, I know I got to be. A little, I was actually had a different uh, be, had a different segue into it that you kind of took away, but that's okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh-huh. I'll shut up. I'm sorry. That, no, it's okay. You ruined some of the surprise, but that's. I'm, all right. I'm sitting over here wondering when you're going to get a cease and desist from Paramount. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, well, we're mindful of that. We're very mindful of that. Yeeah, <laughs> definitely, definitely trying to keep it. track. And I have yeah, no okay. idea if that movie came out with, from Paramount. So I, I just picked the studio off the top of my head. So. <laughs> That's one of those. I mean, they're all the same, aren't they? Come on. They all do the same things. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I, I first learned about Grid Tracker actually from listening to Tag on one of your episodes here. And afterwards, I kind of got in touch with him and we chatted a little bit about uh, some ideas that I had for it. He tried to implement one of them and then found out that, yeah, I wasn't going to be able to implement it. So oh, I've ooh. kind of. 
you remember about, that one? Yeah, tell them, tell them about that. That was a great, yeah. and we can bring it back. Yeah, I mean, one of the things, the ideas that I originally had is when I'm sitting there watching the, the grid up there and I'm watching the waterfall and I'm trying to figure out, well, where do I want to transmit? Because obviously I, I want to make sure that my signal is going out on an area that nobody else is using. And I try my best. And I said to Tag, I said, listen, you have all this information. You, you know where all the audio is because you're getting that information. Why can't you find the sweet spot for me and pick it for me and just set my transmitter to actually go onto the right spot? Because then I don't have to sit there and try to figure out, well, where's the most, where does it look like I have no signals right now? And it, looked like the problem that we were running into or that he that he had with it was that WST SWSG TX TX I guess speak English today um didn't doesn't have the ability to accept inputs unfortunately to be able to control that sort of information so that kind of got uh, uh, pushed off to the back at this point but i thought that that would be a, a great way for you know the we would take one more little piece out of it so that you have less people who are trying to uh, transmit on top of one another so we kind of had that original idea we chatted about a few other things and then you know kind of as time went on you know the, the he's recently come back to me and we had this idea based on, you know, there should be something special coming up for, for the holidays. And so Tag asked me to, to look at a, yeah, I mean, based on the, 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 the movie, and we were trying to figure out what could we possibly put in there. And so we're, we're working on a, we'll call it an Easter egg, Christmas egg. Maybe it's a Christmas egg. I mean, I don't know. Is there such a thing as a Christmas egg? But, um, you know, that, you that log. You'll, well, you'll, well, okay, you'll log, yeah. <laughs> but there'll be a special feature or, or two maybe that will be added into the system. And if you can find the right words, the keyword to get into it, it'll unlock uh, a couple of things for you. And we're working on what those couple of things are right now. So there's a, some effort going on behind that. And with everything, you know, hopefully uh, we should have that ready to go. All right, very good, because I know we – you had talked about in I think the first episode where we talked about Grid Tracker, you were talking about trying to um, have a feature where you can align with an open spot in the passband and where, where it was having trouble with it to the point where you basically just said, screw it. I, I know there was code in there that did it. Yeah, it's been commented out for uh, about a year and a half now. Um, as soon as I w and so what I found, and this is it's a great thing because I kind of put all my my eggs in the WSJT basket, and I found out that JTDX um, on the, they basically they they, they split from GPU because it's GPL3 um, they made their own copy and they made making their own improvements and one of the things they've added some other messaging types that the WSJT just doesn't have and one of those is the ability to set the TX offset so I can bring back the code now um, and it's unfortunate that I can't do it in WSJT but we'll be able to if you're running JTDX that you can and so the sweet spot detector and the sweet spot can be automatic, and it just you can either say what is my sweet spot, and it sets you there, or it just tracks and it just always sets you on the the optimal spot based from the center of the band out. If there's an open spot in the past two, three, four minutes, whatever you define, that yeah, that's that's where you should start transmitting if you want to key up. All right, very good. Can you can you elaborate on some a question I asked you about a while back, and we'll we should get into like some of the 
features that you've been popping into Grid Tracker because I know there are a few. Although with all this community building that you've been doing, you're about three weeks behind on a release. So, <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, go ahead. Is, was that the question? Why? No, that wasn't the question. That was <laughs> that was that was me browbeating you a bit. Uh, the question was. I'll take that. <laughs> it's it's okay. I know I uh, I kind of annoyed you with a question that uh, we 4 asked you the same thing of, but I think we've gotten past that, right? Uh, what was the question? Uh, it was way back in the day when I said something that annoyed you. Remember? <laughs> Which oh. time? Oh, oh, oh! <laughs> Which I was time? Just saying, you have to be more specific. <laughs> uh, no, 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 okay. no! It was it was actually it was Christmas Eve. It was yes. Christ- it was yeah. Christmas Eve, and and uh, you jokingly because I didn't see the smiley face until later. You said. T- tag get a life and i and i was i got mad i'm like oh i've got a life i'm this is my this is my thing this is what i do this is my life but then some things have changed and and grid tracker is my life in in part but it's not my whole life i have family i have my work i have my job you know i have i have um you know basically i have everything and so i've had to learn how to take a break and then part of that taking a break is recognizing that there's a community of people willing to help. And if I just open the doors and say, Hey, we're open for business. Do you want to help? Here's your, here's your chair, sit down, have fun. And, and I can start spending some more time watching TV or spending time with my family or my new friend where he taught me how we're going out crabbing this weekend to get crabs out of the ocean. I mean, who knew, right? So, so yeah, I've learned a lot since then about myself and, 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 and I, basically, I said to you, as I did earlier this week, I, I'll say it again, and I'm sorry for jumping your crud over telling me to get a life, because <laughs> I have one now. Aren't you proud? <laughs> well, you had you had one before, and it, it apparently revolved around uh, llama ass whipping. But you know, that was- <laughs> I'll, I'll have you know, he's just a mean man. A mean, I, I mean am man. that. Well, that's part of him. Don't be a dick, man. Don't. That's be a right. Dick. That's right. And Richard, uh, remind everybody, Richard. <laughs> that's fine and uh, i've completely forgotten the question i was going to ask you so um <laughs> uh, yeah I, re- I really really don't remember <laughs> well the other thing that's coming i mean and, and this is, is there's going to be a lot more i think documentation on some of the features every time i you know talk to tag and he's just like oh well have you clicked this i'm like well that there's how do i how on earth would i know i'm supposed to click that i mean there's a, a whole bunch of i think hidden features that are in there that he knows really well for some reason but the rest of us don't seem to to have a lot of knowledge about them so the the documentation and you'll see that out on the website also will be getting updated uh, hopefully drastically so hopefully all the little features that are in there will become more obvious yeah all right very good so did you want to touch on some of the oh uh, well I, I remember the thing was in reference to the fact that you haven't put out a release in a while but i, I still can't remember the question it'll come to me eventually <laughs> um but you should probably talk about all the features you have put in because the last time we talked to you was episode three sixteen, so that's that's quite a ways back now. And I know, oh my there god, been, yes, really, yep. yeah, you got another four hours. I don't think we do. No, um, I, I, you, you <laughs> might just have to shotgun them, but go for it. Oh uh, wow, well, so real time spots. Um, I replaced all the buttons with uh, SVGs, uh, so that's a scale. So if you have a Mac Retina, this grid tracker looks amazing. Um, we pulled all the buttons that were on hotkeys that were hidden under the F1. People didn't know to press F1 to bring up the hotkey menu. So 
Um, so now we have a question mark, so you can actually bring up the hotkey menu. Uh, lightning strikes. Did we have lightning strikes uh, back yeah. then? Okay. Uh, but, you know, we have the time zone layer now. Um, so you turn that on and you can see what time zone these people are, you know, in. And it's like, are they, should they be sleeping or should they be awake? And should you start calling them? Uh, the weather radar is now uh, on a button. Um, the, the ability to turn on the grid layer, uh, that is all the grids worldwide. Um, and it scales. So as you zoom in and out, they'll show up and, and, and change depending on how far you zoom in. The, the full grid will be in it the further you zoom in. Um, wow. Uh, messaging got an overhaul. The, the, the layout of it, it looks, uh, snazzier now. Uh, I had a bug in it where if we got over 500 users and we were continuing to grow and I, I recognized, hey, we got a problem here. I got to have to rewrite the code. So I did. So now I think we can probably get away with like 40,000 people in the list now before it starts to, you know, show show some stress against the CPU, possibly. I don't know yet. I haven't seen that many. I'll, I'll be happy to have that problem. Uh, Let's see, just uh, cleaned up log uh, lookups. So if you turn it on, um, it will. if you start a QSO with somebody, when it's turned on, the lookup will pop up out over there, over all the windows and do a lookup for you. Um, let's see, what else? Oh, it will close optionally. So when you're done with the QSO, you've logged your event, you, you've logged the QSO, the lookup will close. Um, it, and these are all optional. So you can go into the general under the settings lookups. Um, another cool feature that was requested by so many people, and it took me forever to get around to it, but and it wasn't really that hard, which I'm kind of admitting now, was add lookup data to QSO log event. So if you're in the middle of a QSO or you're starting a QSO, I do that lookup, right? And I'm getting all this information from QRZ.com about your county, your grid, your home address, all of this stuff. And I was just throwing it in the... Uh, into the trash I, or, you know, into the ether because I didn't need it. And so now I hold on to it. I cache lookups and the, the cache will hold a lookup for up to seven days unless you specifically say, go, go look again if there's any updates. But what this means is when you do a QSO and you go to write and it saves from WSJT, ends up in grid checker, I take all that lookup data and I stuff it into the QSO, the ADIF record, and then I forward that on. So now on disk, if I know the county, the county goes down. If I know the state, the state goes down. Um, the email address, it goes in. I think there's a few. I forgot what the other ones are. But basically any data that, that, that's extra that you should probably, you would like to have on your in your ADIF file rather than have to go confirm it and download it from QRZ or LOTW where by the grace of them, they filled it in with data available. I fill it in in advance. Um, so that's in there. Uh, there's another option or that you can turn on when you're, when you're QSO with somebody who's got a really long call or a compound call sign that, that you're not getting the grid from WSJT that I'll go do a lookup look up and get the grid. So when you go to log it, I actually write in the right grid that they didn't broadcast. Um, and yeah, that's a, that's an iffy feature for me. I, I have it default off, but some people want to turn it on because if they're missing a grid, they got to have their grids, man. So, um, yeah, so there's that. Uh, what else is there? Uh, more map styles. Um, I added, uh, city lights by NASA. Um, and there's a more maps coming. Uh, more map options. Uh, the next release, the, pro the the number one feature for the next release, though, is the ability to change the grid color. Because some people can't tell the difference between red and blue grids, or yellow and green, or what have you. So we're gonna we're gonna have a legend tab in settings where you can go change the colors of all the grids. Um, so it's not just you know 
it's not just to my palate or to to my eye. It can be to anybody's eye. Um, and let's see, we're going to do deeper logger logging integration. Um, that hasn't been done yet. We're revamping the alert system completely based around the call roster engine. Um, we're doubling down on ohms, adding more services to it. And, oh, we added uh, for the logbook. So one of the th- big things is that the logbook that you referenced, let's say you've been a ham since 45 and you have a 40 megabyte log book, but you only started FT8 uh, two months ago. Do you really want have 40 years worth or 80 years worth of logs in Grid Tracker and see them all? No, you, you may not want to, and you can specify a working date. So on my log is only valid from this date forward, so only reference back to then. And this is great, too, if you're about to jump out to field day and you've got your logs and you say, well, I'm starting a field day right now, so I, don't, I want to start fresh. I don't have anything worked. So you can start field day anew with a clean log, but not actually having to erase logs or clear logs or anything else. You just say, this is my start date for new data. And so Grid Tracker will reference itself around that date. Um, and also, if you've had a call sign over the years in your logbooks and you've changed calls, like I used to be November 0 Oscar Alpha Whiskey, and now I'm November 0 Tango Tango Lima. And if I had been a general and I had my HF contacts in an old log, I could filter them out or just show them with the working call signs option in Grid Tracker. So, um, and let's see. And that's pretty much it that I can think of. Oh, all the maps, all the win- all the windows now say there's, uh, they're, whether they're open or closed, their position on the monitor, our monitors. If a monitor goes away um, and disappears for a second, uh, some people have USB-based uh, uh, displays. Some people have... Uh, um, display ports or whatever that when their computer goes to sleep all the screens all of the apps and everything coalesce on the, the your primary monitor and it's really annoying when your monitor comes back most of your programs all if not all of them they don't go back well grid tracker goes back now so it remembers where it was when the monitor disappeared um, and that's now automatic for every window um, you can right click the band activity graph Ingrid Tracker now, and it will pop out a copy of itself that's resizable and it hovers. So you can have your grid tracker on one monitor and cop, pop out the band activity graph. And like if you're playing Discord like I do, um, drop it right over your own name name tag down on the lower left uh, because it's pretty much a it's dead space because you know who you are. And you can put the band activity graph there when you're talking to people on Discord or whatever. You can see when the bands get hot and it's time to go over to the left or wherever your your grid tracker's at with call roster and start working. Um, yeah, so, wow. Yeah, there's a lot of features. <laughs> you also threw in one for me that I remember where you are now allowed to minimize the right-hand column to zero so you can only see the map if you want to. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If you're not into mapping, you know, that's, that's you know, the first time somebody asked for it, I was like, what are you talking about? This is Grid Tracker. It's about the map. But then, you know, my ego got out of the way, and I'm like, yeah, doesn't seem like a problem. <laughs> <laughs> well, it would work perfectly for me because I had a situation where I wanted to see the map and only the map on one monitor and not the map at all on the other monitor so I could squeeze in you know, the, the buttons and stuff of Grid Tracker alongside my WSJTX and so on and so forth all on the same screen, and that works That works really, really well. Yeah. 
and the- uh, I, I noticed the, uh, I don't know when you threw it in, but I noticed when you do the logbook of the world download now, the button has a window shade. Um, oh, progress. In, yeah, all the loggers now, all the log buttons now have progress indicators because they would just go and they would invert or go to uh, black and white. And people are like, it looks stuck. Like it's been stuck for an hour. <laughs> like, are you on a slow internet connection? Yeah. Well, it's still downloading. Like, how do I know that? Well, because it's, it's not color yet. Okay. So, all right. So then I was like, all right, I had to fix this. And so I made it all progress based. And I, I think I did a good job with it. Um, the, what's interesting is all of them tell us the file length. QRZ, Club Log, PSK Reporter tell us the size of the file we're about to download. But Log LOTW doesn't. So we have to just roll it and just keep rolling it and rolling it, rolling it <laughs> until it's done. But that's the only, it's the oddball. Um, and, oh, uh, I lost lost my train of thought there. But, oh, we fixed counties? Counties. Oh, man. So they were busted from the very beginning. Um, so now counties, if you're in the call roster and you want to hunt counties, now is the time to do it. If you've been bored, you've run out of states, you've run out, run out of countries or call signs or grids, you can now hunt counties. And there's a, you know over 3,000 of them in the U.S., um, and you can hunt them in Grid Tracker in the call roster, and they show up as um, uh, if. So, one of the interesting things about uh, counties is, and the U.S. call sign database is, we only get the zip code. We get the full address, but looking up 876,000 addresses to get their latitude and longitude can get expensive So um, for, for anybody. So we go only off of the zip code. And because a zip code can land in more than one county, and does quite often, um, we now, in the, in the county, in the call roster, we put little tildes around the side saying that this guy is in this zip code based on his call sign. And he could be, in this example, I'm looking here at uh, uh, KI7YPB. They think he, We think he's in Payette, Payette County. And but if I click on it, and that's in Idaho. If I click on it, it does a lookup, and it confirms yes that KY that that call sign KY seven YPB is in fact in Payette County. Um, and then you, you left click on it, and it does a quick lookup, and it corrects what we call qualifies the county. And you can do this, and then once you do it, it caches it, saves it, so that the next time you load Gritchacker, the next time he shows up in the call roster, he we know for sure now that he is in Payette County, as an example. All right, so I've noticed lately, or at least I think maybe I've noticed, that the state and county designators seem to be populating less frequently. Um, Maybe that's just me, but I could have sworn when the last update, or not the last update, but the one before came out, that those those fields were pretty much always populated. Now it seems less than 50%. Is that me or... It could be you. What you can do, go into, do me a favor, go into settings, lookups. And well, tell me that I can't um, do that right this second, but okay. All right, <laughs> we'll so, talk about so, it offline. So, so write this number down for me. Okay. Uh, write write down eight two seven nine three seven, and that should be the count of the your United States ULS call sign database. Um, if it's not that, disable it, give it a second to clear, and then re-enable it, and it'll reload the database. Okay. Um, so that and if if you're getting those that kind of issues, if if you had it started Grid Tracker up while it was trying to regrab the new database, and you decided, oh, I didn't mean to start Grid Tracker and exit, you caught it in the middle, and now you've cut the database in half, and I didn't get the latter half, um, and I, I it's a bug. I got to work on it. But if you got if you don't have that count, that's the problem. 
and it's you've identified the bug that I know about that I have to correct. All right, and I remember the thing I wanted to ask you before, but now I can't remember if it's a thing to do with Grid Tracker or a thing to do with WSJTX, but it was about the fact that if you are transmitting off the receive frequency, that it will transmit even if there's a QSO going on. You know, you know what I'm talking about? Oh, right. So if you, if you are going to step on somebody. Yeah. I think that's, that's WSJTX. Yeah that's, that. yeah, that's the whole TX frequency. If you have that checked, you're going to stay right there. No, uh, no, no. Not, not to step on somebody. But no. if, you, if you move your TX frequency off the receive frequency because there's something close by or whatever, or you want to be in the open space, yeah, um, then it will transmit. It won't do the thing where it auto stops, where it auto halts. Oh, right. And that's a feature of WSJT. So in other words, it, it will, if it's, it detects a pileup, on a decode, like multiple people, like if that person starts replying to somebody else and you are on frequency with them, WSJT will shut you down. They're saying, he, this guy has already started, is now in a QSO with somebody not you on frequency. And so it will shut you off. So it won't shut you off if you're off frequency by at least 50 hertz. Okay, 50 hertz. I was going to ask you what the, yeah, yeah. what the limit was. So, all right. <clears throat> So that was that, and that was the only thing I was thinking of. <laughs> right. It came back to me. It has nothing to do with grid tracker. That figures. So if uh, tag, uh, tag, have you? That's all you've added to the app in the last six months. Only that. No, <laughs> you, you've no. been getting a life. <laughs> no, no, I, I've added so much. I, I, yeah, like I said, we don't have enough time, man. I've added regex support. Uh, we've added you can. You can now ignore people calling CQFD if you're not in if you're not into field day. Well, you, you can say no CQFD in the call roster, and you'll never see it. Or you're only on field day. You can say only CQFD, and so. But that's a regex field, and you can add in um, any multiple things. You can say I don't want this, or I only want that. And it's not lost on me that with regex you can do nots and ors. But to make it more simplistic for for people who don't understand regex completely, we have a no or an only field. Um, and then, yes, you can write regex to compete with them. Um, but it, that's now in there. Uh, and I've just done a whole bunch of cleanup. The award tracker's in there. I mean, there's just uh, – we've added the ability – oh, oh, this is a cool one. So uh, a lot of people came over from JT Alert. Um, and some people still run JT Alert at the same time, but there's some people that just couldn't give up the JT Alert view. So now if you right-click in the call roster, anywhere there's black space, you can press compact mode. And compact mode is just that. It's kind of got a it's a hint to JT Alert. And instead of being a roster, it's now uh, from left to right, then down by call sign and DXCC. Um, uh, still following the same rules of the call roster, but now it's tightened up. And then... What, what we do is hide controls, and now you're just dealing with you've got a really tight custom or a, a compressed call roster. And then one of the other features that I forgot to mention was that every window now, and you speaks directly to what you wanted um, because you told me what I was missing, is now every window, if you hold down control and press plus or minus, the window scales, uh, the, the, the content inside scales, so the text gets bigger. So, And one of the cool things you can do now is on a Raspberry Pi with a touchscreen, a 7-inch touchscreen, you can just open up the call roster full screen, make it really big, and now set it next to your rig. And and when the call's coming, you just tap it with a button press and you're in QSOs with them. 
And then if you don't like that, you press control zero, which is what you told me about Russ resets it back to the original size. All right. Very good. I'm glad I was able to contribute in some small way by uh, telling you about zero. <laughs> zero. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Big uh, me, big me. So, so this, if this, if this isn't a feature, you can shoot me now. <laughs> okay. But you have the thing where you, you can filter on CQ only um, in the callable roster, of course. Um, but some people call CQ something like mm-hmm. CQND or CQNA or something like that. Right. Is, is there a way to filter something out that's not you? Uh, yeah. So if you see somebody calling, let's say CQNA or not, let's say you're, uh, it's, you're not in Europe and you see somebody call CQEU. <laughs> Sorry. Who's on that? You, you, you choked him again. What are you doing, Richard? I'm, I'm choking up the guests. I'm waiting my turn because I got two more questions. Okay. So, well, you can ask them right after this. So now in the call roster, under the calling column, if a station is calling CQEU and you're not in EU, right-click on the CQ and say, ignore CQ from DXCC. It means ignore anybody from this country calling CQEU. Or ignore anybody calling CQEU at all because you don't care, right? So it doesn't interest you. And you will never see that CQ again from, from anybody calling that. And that, and then you can go into the edit ignores by right-clicking anywhere in a black area. At the very bottom is an option to edit your ignores. And it, now we can ignore call signs. We can in, ignore CQ styles like I have CQDX and CQ Vermont for some reason. And I've got... <laughs> uh, Cuba. Uh, I've got Cuba on DXCC ignore and don't ask me why. Um, but so, oh, you can. Uh, <laughs> Was somebody badgering you because they thought you were in Vermont or what? I mean, <laughs> no, no, I think I, I just forgot it because I had it. I just, I was testing it and it was like, oh, well, shoot. <laughs> they were stuck on ignore. No wonder I haven't seen Vermont in months. <laughs> Damn it, I need Montpelier. What the hell's going on? So, <laughs> all right. All right, so, Richard, what do you got? So, no, you didn't upset me because I already did it, sir. All right, say. very good. Uh, well, you, you kind of did it. I think you did it the easy way. You didn't do it the hard way where you actually try and find out where the, like, what what categories the Q, the home QTH station or the local station isn't to filter out. It's not smart about it. You have to set it, but. Yeah, it's coming. It's part part of uh, now that Sebastian's on crew and he's already got some ways of making this really sexy now with uh, referencing our logbook in a more um, intelligent way automatically where it just makes sense. It also makes sense to do just like the, what you're saying. Everything I'm doing is just like, yeah, you got to go click something. You got to go enable it. You got to do this. You got to do that. So, yeah, some more wizardry is coming for sure. Well, yeah, because I mean... It would seem to me that if you have, for example, a lat long, you can tell what grid, state, area, DXCC entity, blah, 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 that lat long is in. Mm-hmm. And then you could uh, do the magic filtering. Right. You know, but then automate. you get somebody calling like CQ test and or CQ um, USL, USL. I'm like, what? What are you? I, I don't know this. And well, so it's, if they're it, just being stupid, you don't have to filter that out. Or maybe you should just filter that out by default. <laughs> 
Well, I sent one today just to test it. I did a CQ Earth, and nobody responded. <laughs> well, there's, oh, speaking of that, so we've been. Uh, this is something Henry and I talked about in the very beginning. We thought it would be really self-serving for a program to do this. Like we just opened up, we you know the new kids on the block. But now that we got, you know, a, we've reached like a critical threshold and we've opened up, we're thinking about CQGT. Why can't you call CQGT, right? Well, I don't see any reason why you can't call CQGT. So then why couldn't we in the map? Like somebody calls CQGT, we do, do something really cool in the map that says, hey, someone's called CQGT, jump on them. <laughs> yeah, very good. So do you remember your questions, Richard? Well, hey, yes, but first of all, I want to say that Usul is the strength at the base of the pillar. Uh, it is also <laughs> a secondary name or the tribe's name for Paul Moadib. And for those who aren't very well read, get your butts out and sit, check out a library, okay? Um, but, um, for you anybody know, who doesn't get that, it's a Frank Herbert book called Dune. If anybody right. doesn't know, you know, and, <laughs> now and, you know. It's in the D section, fiction, all right? Y'all, y'all go read a damn book. Fear, um, fear is the mind killer. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, right now, I could use a little melange. Anyway, so... Um, God, we are nerds. How white is this group? I mean, (laughs) we are the whitest of the white guys. Anyway, now remember, I'm an old timer and uh, I come from the days of packet radio and a Commodore 64 and all that stuff. But one thing I did want to ask about before we uh, turned you loose is I was curious about. Space weather integration and uh, possibly uh, DX cluster integration, where uh, the software is concerned. Well, so we have we have um, um, we basically borrow N zero NBH's uh, solar terrestrial data tab. He's got this wide one that I use. It's actually within Grid Tracker, and I've got five views: the thirty point four nanometers, seventeen point one, nineteen point five, twenty eight point four, and then I got a combo of three hundred four. 211 and 171 um, views of the current solar image uh, that JPL provides. And so they're actually in the current conditions window. Um, and so you can mouse over the, the and get a zoom in on the solar uh, flares if they're happening, solar spots. Um, in, when the geomagnetics, geomagnetic storm hit us last week, we saw the flares, uh, the, the weird corona that was coming off the sun. It was really crazy. And then we were hearing India and I'm hearing, uh, Estonia, you know, and, and, uh, Ukraine and Romania on, on 20 meters during the day. It was crazy. Um, so yeah, we've got that. And what was the second question? <laughs> the question, the second question was, uh, integration for, uh, DX cluster, you know, DX spots. Um, we were, we've been thinking about it and, 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 I've been looking, I've researched it. <clears throat> One thing that, that bugs me about it, and it's, it's not horrible. It's not saying, I'm not, I, I try to never say no to any new features, but I've held off because clusters don't provide grids. Uh, well, that is definitely true. Um, but, and, and, you know, DX spots, like I said, I'm an old timer. So, uh, you know, it's a whole lot easier for me to hop on a spot and uh, go talk to them, worry about it later. Well, one thing that one thing that Grid Tracker does do though is it integrates with PSK Reporter, so you get live spots 
um, right. that from and, PSK reporter. So and and real time spots now. So if you're if you're use if uh, you know 100 people on 20 meters are using Grid Tracker and you can hear 99 of them, are they here? You know, you can hear them. They can hear you. As soon as you transmit, bef- actually even before you're done transmitting, because WSJT will do a pre decode and early decode, you'll uh-huh. get a spot before you're done broadcasting. Okay. Man, things have sure come a long way. We used to have beat rocks together, talk to each other when I started this mess. <laughs> it's, it's definitely different than the cloud signals you're used to, Richard. <laughs> well, there you go. No, that cloud, no, there ain't no weed going on here. Did that, I say that cloud, cloud signals? Just I meant smoke signals. Yeah, I must, be, I must yeah. be drinking too much. Okay. Well, I'm going <laughs> to shut up. However, I have one what? more thing to say. Uh, bless the maker and his water. Bless the coming and going of him. May his passing cleanse the world. May he keep the world for his people. And I'll shut up now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got one more thing for you before you go. Yes, sir. So we've got real-time spots now. We're having uh-huh. real-time QSLs. Yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely – see, I'm stuck in a one-bedroom apartment right now. But I, I'm dying to get an HF rig going because this DMR is driving me nuts. <laughs> <laughs> See, you had the same problem I did. I started with DMR, and I started should have started with Fusion. He's been a lot happier. So. No, I should have started with HF. HF. Well, you know, HF has got a much higher barrier to entry when it comes to the do re me. So, you know. Yeah, but it's real radio. <laughs> oh, no, we're going to go down the real radio road, are we? Yes, All right. sir. <laughs> All right. You got another convert, Bill. There you go. <laughs> All right. So do we have any other things that you guys want to talk about, especially the the two that you, that tag you you've brought in to talk with us and haven't allowed them to speak barely no, at all yeah not a word in it twice so go ahead guys <laughs> i want to talk about the worms of arrakis okay <laughs> dune's gonna have to be in another episode all right <laughs> can we do it can y'all do a dune episode so i can come by uh, sure it'll never be aired anywhere but we can do one <laughs> I, will, I will bring my blue contact lenses <laughs> very good <laughs> All right, uh, Sebastian. Yeah, I'm thinking Mark. there's a, not a whole lot else left. I mean, I uh, covered most of everything that's uh, going on out there right now. All right, very good. So how, so how can people, and, and I'll, we should let somebody else answer this other than Tag, but how can people support Grid Tracker? Money, money, money. No, no. Yeah, I mean, well, that's, that's always a thing. As, but As soon as the donate button is back, donate. Uh, no, the 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 best way is to join the Discord and to start giving feedback. And if you can code or buy documentation or help find bugs in the documentation, even typos, that that's helps. Uh, join the Discord, join the GitLab project as soon as it's open to the public, and uh, and give feedback. Say if you don't like the colors, bring it up to the team. If you don't like a feature, bring it up to the team. Uh, we might ignore if if it's uh, rude or or inconsiderate feedback, but we'll probably want to see to to get as many voices into the project as possible. See, I can uh, code, but whenever I touch JavaScript, my fingers seem to get uncomfortably warm, so I stop. <laughs> and I'll have all of y'all know that's listening right now. 
Y'all send oh, money. Oh, oh, oh. Lots oh. and lots of money. Oh, send, my God. Send food stamps. Uh, <laughs> don't, don't send food stamps. Do not listen money, to this man. <laughs> more money and moonshine, e- even moonshine. more money. Oh, you can send moonshine. So somehow, so somehow my, to my, my reference to the devil has uh, has made Tag think of something. So no, no, I was watching our Discord because soon as cause as soon as Sebastian mentioned the Discord, I look over at Discord and and Chris K two uh, D Q Q R. He's an extra V E. He is our impromptu uh, volunteer examiner coordinator coordinator. Um, and he is, we basically, I said, Hey, why aren't we doing VE testing? Because Henry, my co-founder is still a tech and he has been trying to take his general Oops, for a me. year and a half now. Um, and then when he was about to, like the day he was going to go I've take the test, angry. the pandemic said, Nope, you can't come. And so he's, you know, working 12 hour shifts at night, can't do testing during the day. So basically I said, hey, and it was a little self-serving because I want Henry on the air, HF down with us playing. And I was like, I talked to uh, to Chris and I'm like, hey, let's start a VE testing thing and see how that can work out. And so he's working with VECs from ARL, the gr- the various uh, charters or groups, et cetera. Um, we've got a VE area where they can co- communicate and coordinate on their plans and stuff. So expect real-time VE testing through either our Discord server or another one, we'll provide links, et cetera, for how that happens and how that rolls out. And that's check back often because it's it's rolling now. So you, if you know anybody who wants to become a ham who has just been, I can't do it because of the pandemic or, you know, they don't understand all the processes that go with that with Zoom, et cetera. We're going to really, just like we do with Grid Tracker, make it an easy entry of just showing up, do your testing or do your, do your research, learn, and then do your testing and get on the air. And I will, I will keep that information in my pocket because not only was I certified with W5YI and also ARRL and all I'd have to do is shoot off an email or something and be, uh, be good to go again. So, uh, we'd be happy uh, to have you. Uh, is there a place I can look for that over at your website? Or well, uh, if you go to our website, um, on the right-hand panel, you scroll down a little bit, there's four buttons under contact. Our first one's Facebook, our Twitter, and then our Discord. You just you just click that Discord button and, and watch the magic. Um, it's a little overwhelming at first. We have you know many, many channels, and we have hundreds of people. Um, but you'll land in the GT announcements. And there's just traffic from us, the admins. But the the hot areas are general help, uh, VE chat or VE personnel, um, which is further down, and the RagChu channel, where basically what we're doing now. It's just it's not necessarily grid tracker, but you can just talk about everything you would want to on an open repeater. Okay. Well, yeah. Give me an opportunity to check into getting those reactivated, and then. Uh... I'll go over and take a look around. Yeah, I've been meaning to do that anyway. We're trying to put a club together out here in this radio wasteland I live in. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, definitely a priority for me. But, yeah, I'll go over and check it out. Yeah, so it, this is called call to anybody who might be listening or in the podcast later when they're when, um, uh, at your leisure. Come visit. If you are a VE, you want to be a part of it, um, and you've been stuck at home because you can't go out and do testing, well, we've got an online solution, and it's not ours. Other people have done it. We're just doubling down on it. So come out, 
come come to our Discord server, make your presence known as, hey, I'm a VE just like K4XSS. Tony just did moments ago. Well, guys, y'all that listen to me on the other show re- regularly, y'all know Elmer, Elmer, Elmer. Get your butt out there in Elmer. So uh, if any of y'all are accredited VEs, y'all uh, go over and check it out. Yeah, definitely so. All right, so we heard uh, from Sebastian there. Did Mark have anything else to contribute before we uh, before we kind of try and wrap this up? Uh, how long have we been going? Is it is it Six Friday years. Yeah, <laughs> well, it's almost fri- Friday where I am. I mean, you know, it's twenty three forty eight. So I mean, we're getting there. Uh, we yeah, no, I was just Cheryl, please. Yeah, wait, I was just wait, wait. Say- you have a three call. You're, you're not in Pennsylvania, are you? I well, I was originally I got licensed in Pennsylvania, and now I live up in New Hampshire. Did I not know that New Hampshire? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I can you know, I, I haven't been here all my life, but I can still say water ice, you know, and stuff like that from Philly. Uh, yeah, so that well, we 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 got to keep that going. I'm I'm from New Hampshire, so New oh, Hampshire. really? Yeah, really. <laughs> okay, well, I'm I'm you know over by Lake Winnipesaukee. Uh, which well, uh, Wolfboro or. Uh, Alton, closer to Alton, little Alton. town, New Durham. Yeah. You know where New Durham is? Sure. No, you don't. Nobody knows where New Durham is. I was born in Laconia. Oh, yeah. Maybe you know where Laconia is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, you, know, you know when people are from New Hampshire because they got some really weird place names up. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, and if you, you know, most people, when I say New Durham, they're like, oh, Durham, where the UNH is. I'm like, no, that's 20 miles that, away. Yeah, that's I mean, Durham. That yeah. yeah. No, New Durham and Alton that. is actually like on the way to Weir's Beach where I spent a lot of my youth. And how about the drive-in? I know I have heard those stories. <laughs> so, all right. Enough about that. Anyway, yeah. you were saying. <laughs> no, I was just saying. I mean, yeah, I actually, on the VE side, that this week I actually sat in on a, a, a remote VE session. I was originally just supposed to be an observer on there because that was part of what we were trying to put some of that stuff together for here and sat in on that. And we had four applicants come through. And the first one, they just had me watch. But the, the last three, I was the actual the signing VE, all remote. So it was just strictly done you know, via a couple of webcams that people had to set up and then what you could actually watch what they were doing and see what how it was going. So it worked out really nicely and so i mean that's that's something that obviously is available today and we can um you know be able to get into and the more people that we can get involved with it and then using one of those remote testing tools it's the easiest way and i i, I mean we were some of them were really fast i mean some people finished in five minutes and other people took you know closer to 20 25 minutes for the for the technicians or the general exams we i didn't have any extras that day but it it was definitely a easy experience and i think if you you know where you have a harder time getting some testing done right now it's, it's well worth looking into trying to get that done while virtually the world has absolutely gone mad <laughs> yeah but, but it's it, also but allowing it, a lot of people to get tested that can't test and it, uh, no i'm not griping about it and you know i'm i've given 21 word minute code tests uh, before it wasn't an issue anymore and and quite honestly, they always seem to me there should be an easier place. Yep. yep. And, well, and it makes sense. I mean, you could do it, you know, realistically because it's just remote. There's nothing stopping you from having a session at 
two o'clock in the morning, if that's what worked into people's schedules, you just got to get the three VEs on the, on the line at the same time. It's, it's pretty straightforward and easy enough to do. And the, the, the place where we had done it through the softwares there, it's still in progress. I mean, they're still making some changes to it, but it was definitely a easy experience. I mean, you could see everything that was going on. Like I said, on the screens, you, we could see immediately how far along they were um, and they were as question 25 plus you see their screen where they're showing you that they're on question 25 there was a couple of times that people were you could you know in in the chat behind the scenes we were all you know like thinking you know no no don't don't pick that one don't pick that one and it's just like well because you have to be on mute and everything so you can't help them but you could see what they're doing so kind of yeah without saying anything we were all kind of like oh no that was a bad one (laughs) yeah but uh, in the morning you need to know they're sober unfortunately um, we weren't able to guarantee that at the actual live sessions (laughs) right yeah at one point somebody made a joke yeah, made a joke about, you know, having to get the, uh, the little plastic sheets out just to, to, to do the little circles. And they were like, the, the, uh, the, the people who were taking the tests didn't seem to quite get the jokes. <laughs> <laughs> well, this kind of thing works out great for somebody like Cheryl too, who can't get into a lot of testing areas. So when, when she gets ready to take her extra, I would like, test her myself. Well, I, I know, uh, I know your mic is not working here. Let me, let me see if we can get it. Can you talk now? No. Yes, you can. What? Were you going to comment about the fact? Cheryl, say something. I'm feeling anxious. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's whatever. You and Bill both told me I didn't need an extra. You you don't need an extra because you don't use your general. So I'm trying to get you into it. I'm trying every day a little bit. I didn't know she was a general. I thought she was still a captain. Nope. Nope. Well, no, wait. I'm a captain. (laughs) <laughs> ah. i'm a captain on the fire department so does that count for anything sure. absolutely it does yes it does because it tells us you're crazy because you'll run towards stuff that people with common sense would run away Way from, from. <laughs> exactly that's true that's true i mean yeah there's a, between that and the ems stuff right now this is a fun time to be in that kind of world See, I'm just as screwed up as you are because I'll run towards a tornado instead of away from it oh i, so, I would definitely be a storm chaser if i had the opportunity so Hey, you you live in the world where that kind of stuff happens. Oh no, I know it's it's not very far west of here where where there's lots of tornadoes. But this has been a weird year anyway. They had an earthquake up there once. Yes, I know there was an earthquake in New Hampshire not not that long ago either. So New Hampshire. Yeah, New Hampshire. Yeah. Mm. Well, we get little ones. They don't count. I mean, I was in California once for one of the big ones, and yeah, I don't want to go through that ever again. Hey, did you know that Mount Washington is taller than uh, Pikes Peak? Well, yeah, from Mount Washington. I mean, we, plus we have all the great weather up there. Come on now. I mean, you know, the highest, <laughs> the highest reporting w- wind that's ever existed was right where? Mount, or Mount at least Washington. In the, yep. yep, on the top of Mount Washington. What you know, it? middle of summer. We still have people who go up there in the middle of summer and aren't dressed appropriately and have to be <laughs> rescued because they didn't realize at the top of the mountain, it's a lot colder than at the bottom. And, you know, you got to be prepared for that. Hey, 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 I want to talk about Texas. Don't understand geography. There are no mountains in Texas. I don't know what. No, no, no. But get get this. Here's here's an interesting uh, little tiny story factoid kind of crap. When they uh, moved the Cowboys out to Arlington, and I don't really follow the Cowboys unless I want a good giggle. But um, when they moved the Cowboys out to Arlington to Jerry World, um, they ended up up tearing down the beautiful and historic texas stadium and it sat in a triangle 
triangle of uh, land that border was bordered by Loop 12, uh, State Highway 183, and State Highway 114. So they knocked this thing down. And at the same time, they were starting up fracking in that same area. And they started having earthquakes over there, and they kept blaming it on a fracking. But because of the weight, I feel that because of the weight of Texas Stadium, uh, and they had knocked it down and carted, carted all the rubble off, that the ground was rebounding and causing uh, uh, little girls over at the University of Texas at Dallas uh, for them to feel all kinds of vibrations and get really friendly with the uh, professors. That that's an interesting theory, Bill. Do you have anything to add to this? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I ain't got a lick of sense. <laughs> no, no, it's been a really good conversation. All right, so so when we get down to the end of these, which which we're finally at, it's I, never I, the end. I, I ask if we is there's anything we didn't touch on that you guys want to mention. I, I'm pretty sure we've been through it all, but uh, in case for some reason we miss something. I feel that we could get arrested if we go to touching stuff. Yeah, well, that's that's entirely possible. But also, if there's nothing else you want to talk about, at least mention all the ways that people can get in touch, the uh, website address, any email addresses, Discord, so on and so forth. The only thing I want to say is if you if you know anybody, um, and it doesn't have to be a young kid, um, anybody who is interested, has the remotest interest in technology, uh, give them a gentle nudge in the right direction with STEM. It's 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 really rewarding for everybody. All right, very good. So, who wants to give out all the website addresses and emails and all that stuff? Hey, uh, Sebastian, you want to do it? Gridtracker.org. That's where you find everything. <laughs> well, there's the Discord. You don't find that at Gridtracker.org. Oh, you do. Actually, you do. There's there's a link to the Discord. Okay, there's a link to the Discord. We'll you guys you on invite. IRC email addresses, GitLab address, anything like that. Uh, we'll get to that when we when we go when we officiate the release. We'll have all the links to all the the cool parts under the hood. In other words, check out the website. Yeah, that's right. Go to yeah, the website. That's what we often. say over here. So I don't know why I'm surprised. But yeah. <laughs> it's a good thing that, that it's a good thing that Tag decided to name the nonprofit organization GridTracker.org. Well, I'm going to do what all the other a-hole broadcasters do. I'm going to say, don't go to gridtracker.org. Go to lhspodcast.info. There's a link to gridtracker.org on our website. Yeah. <laughs> Check the notes. But is there an affiliate link that we get money out of? No. No. Oh, well, I was afraid we had put Sebastian to sleep. We haven't heard Parker Matthew in a long time. Matthew is not with us, so. Well, that's probably why we haven't heard that's from probably him. That's probably why. That would do it, yeah. That he, do it. He, was, he was so excited. He was like, I can't talk. I want to talk. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell him to get better internet. Oh, he's working on it. He's working on it. He's in, he's in some part of the Missouri. I don't know if they just got uh, bailing wire and uh, 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 string cans. And, no, uh, that's, that, that's hamsters and wheels. Okay. Hamsters and wheels running his internet. I don't know what's going on over there. Yeah, he's on a 300 baud modem. Come on now. Flipping Arkansas. <laughs> I'm telling you, flipping Arkansas, the guy that's the tech down there, he is uh, really off the rails. Uh, generally speaking, but I haven't been to flipping Arkansas in quite Since some February. time. February. Well, oh, God, I haven't been keeping up. <laughs> well, COVID. Yeah, kind of ripped into so, that, so. Well, my wife is saying that, uh, and my 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 oldest is saying, "Hey, tell them your internet's going out because it's dinner time." <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, 
That's great. It's a perfect time to wrap up then. So we want to thank Matthew and our zero Q who's not here, who who's up in Moberly. So I guess Wherever that's where that they is. have crap internet up there. So anyway, oh. <laughs> uh, they must have sudden like, and then we had uh Mark N three C A N who's from new Durham, New Hampshire, which uh good on you, man. I was in New Hampshire last week. So I didn't see you. Yeah. You didn't stop by to visit. I, I didn't he, know he you lived Hampton, there. So, so. <laughs> Well, yeah, you, yeah. I didn't even hear you on the radio. Um, you didn't have radio with you. No, well, I did. Yeah, I did have hard. radio with me, but yeah, he, he uh, no, I was actually. I was listening to a couple of the dairy repeaters. I didn't hear you. Well, dairy. That's not, think about that. Can I hit dairy from here now? No, come on. You got to be up on the Lakes Region area. Yeah, but I don't think I can hit the Lakes Region from Hampton. So. All right, from Hampton. All right, I'll give you that. I mean, you said you were in Laconia before, and that's why you threw me. Wait, no, wait, I said I was born in Laconia. I lived in Hampton. Same so. thing, same thing. You don't have a repeater network? I thought these guys, these things talk to each other. Well, sometimes, but New Hampshire's a little weird. So Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, we don't. You can't get there from here. No, you can't get there from here because none of the roads go east and west. <laughs> yeah, I would that like sounded like Russ when he got home last week. <laughs> yeah, I, it's funny because I talk like I do now most of the time, and then when I go to New Hampshire, I pick it all back up like I used to live there. So, and then it takes me a week or two to get rid of it again. But would, and when I make you spell khakis because I'm not sure if you're talking about the car <laughs> keys or the pants. <laughs> I would like to make a short announcement, please. Oh, uh, you can make an announcement in a minute. I'm, I'm doing outros, so yeah. hang on a second. You can make the announcement as soon as he stops the recording. Okay, hurry the hell up. <laughs> uh, get another drink. Anyway, we also I don't had, have any more. Well, that's too bad for you. Sebastian, W2ASD, thanks for being here, man. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's good to have all of you guys, and I'm sure we'll be in touch because somehow Linux in the Hamshack became an affiliate of GridTracker.org, and I don't know how that happened, but it did. So, um, you know, whatever. <laughs> By the way, guys. Yes. Um, not you, them guys, them wonderful, oh, wonderful oh, them people guys. you invited yeah, yeah, to be you on your show. Okay? Um, if y'all want to go ahead and add uh, uh, Resident for See the Amateur Radio podcast, which uh, is kind of uh, old show, old episodes, but uh, we also have Richard Radio Adventures running on the same website. Uh, I would be happy to have uh, Con for that show, that uh, website. At on y'all's website, if you let, if you deem that it's worthy, you got it, sir. It, it'd be my honor to have an affiliate link to you. That'd be RF RFpodcast dot info. Well, you got it. See, I okay. was being nice. No, I and I appreciate that. We're all we all have the warm fuzzies right now. Yeah, I'm all yeah warm fuzzies. That's gonna get us arrested too. <laughs> you, you know what I've learned lately? Don't touch it, your it, face or other things. With with everything that went on out here in Oregon and, and and just the whole the whole kit and caboodle, it's like it's always sunny in Oregon. So <laughs> I, we'll 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 do that, uh, Richard. No problem. And uh, thank you. Oh, that's right. You know, I I have a I have a picture I took, and I anybody who who will listen to it, I I show them this picture. It's actually hanging in one of my bathrooms right now. And don't take that for <laughs> meaning anything. Uh, but it was taken in Oceanside, Oregon, and it's the my favorite picture that I've ever taken. I'll have to uh, I'll have to send it to you. See, so oh, yeah, cool. I look forward <laughs> to it. Uh, okay, so with that, let's go ahead and wrap this show up. <laughs> Gravy. All right. <laughs> 
just before we get on out of here, let me go ahead and mention the folks who are live with us in the chat room tonight. We had a pretty good crowd, so it was a lot of fun. I hope they enjoyed it, and uh, it was it was uh, entertaining on our end, at least. <laughs> uh, we had Ted, WA0EIR, Tony, K4XSS, Stacy KB7YS, Don, KB2YSI, Don, KC9ZMY, Paul, KE5WMA, and Jonas Rulo. So thanks and all. Steve. Steve got in there too. KE7HVT oh, at the Steve. last moment. Steve, he, he <laughs> dived in at the last moment just so we'd have to mention him. KE7HVT. Oh, so we hope you all join us for the next live recording. Thanks once again to the guys from gridtracker.org. Lots of good information. And if you have not checked out the application and the new community, what the hell is that? That's me getting a call. I have to go to a fire. <laughs> oh. So I, I'll be jumping off now. All right. Well, be, care, be careful be out there. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, holy smoke, that's one way to end the program. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So anyway, let's go ahead and wrap this up. Thanks uh, to all the guys from gridtracker.org and the application and the new community we appreciate it and i'm sure we'll be in touch again and it's been a good night and we'll see you all very soon let's go ahead and wrap this up this has been episode number 373 of linux in the ham shack i'm russ k5tux i'm charles w5moo and i'm bill na4rd and i'm that screwball out here in this kb5jbv seven three For listening to this episode of Linux in the Hamshack. LHS is a community sponsored podcast. The live show is recorded every Monday night at 8 pm Central Time, plus or minus QRL. Connect to the live stream at urlbctsinfo LHS Live. Our website is located at lhspodcast.info. You can support the podcast by visiting the LHS Patreon page at patreon.com stroke LHS podcast or by using the contribute link on the homepage. Get in touch via social media. We have a presence on Discord, Facebook, IRC, Twitter and YouTube. Our IRC channel is hash LHS podcast on the Freenode network and the Discord invite link is url.bcts.info stroke discord. You can also drop us an email at info at lhspodcast.info or leave us a voicemail at 1-909-LHS-SHOW. That's 1-909-547-7469. Visit the online LHS merchandise store at shop.lhspodcast.info for fun and fashionable show-themed merchandise. Become an ambassador and represent LHS at a local Linux convention or ham Email ambassadors at lhspodcast.info for more information or visit the homepage for details. Until next time, remember to always heed your hedonism.
Linux in the Hamshack and the Linux in the Hamshack logo are released under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives 4.0 International License.